Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. You know, statistically we know that up to 50% of women, maybe more, will experience what's called stress urinary incontinence. So because we're already under load and then if we add more load like a cough or a sneeze or a laugh, uh, it's common that women will experience some leakage. And so when I say it's common, it's common because of the reason I've just mentioned, but not necessarily normal and we don't have to put up with it. Welcome back, ladies. I am behind the mic again today myself. Uh, Rosie, really excited to be here. As you would know, if you've been listening along, I am a physiotherapist with passionate interest in women's health and pregnancy and postpartum fitness and wellness and certified in those areas. And part of our training is a lot around the pelvic floor and certainly through not only education, but also experience as a mum of three three boys and in the sort of physio clinic, I certainly have learned my fair share of information about the pelvic floor. And, you know, today is just a pelvic floor in pregnancy 101. I want to make it sort of really simple and easy to understand and the do's and don'ts and yeah, when to see, when to see someone and why it can be helpful to create that relationship with the women's health physio in the pregnancy period and how you can prepare yourself for labor, delivery and the postpartum postpartum period in the sense of the pelvic floor throughout pregnancy. So I hope you enjoy. So I wanted to start with, you know, the the real basics. So what is the pelvic floor? The pelvic floor is, it's almost like a hammock of muscles and is often described that way that uh, belies the area underneath the pelvis. So attaching from the coccyx at the back to the the pubic bone at the front and traversing across the sitting bones at the bottom of the pelvis and made up of a number of layers and and quite a, a complex number of muscles and fascial component as well. And we generally talk about the pelvic floor is having three layers. Really only going to talk about the the superficial and the deep layers today as it pertains to their function. So the outer layers of the pelvic floor really have more functionality in sexual pleasure, sexual function, the opening and closing of the sphincters. So we've got the urethra uh, or the sort of opening of the bladder, the vagina and the uh, the bowel if you're a female. (laughs) And then if you're a male, it's uh, just the urethra and the anal sphincter. And then we have the sort of deeper layers of the pelvic floor that are more related to support, particularly of the sort of deep organs of the bowl of the pelvis. So the the bladder, the bowel, the vagina, uh, and all of the the layers of tissue and organs that sort of sit within the pelvis and above. And it works really in concert with the diaphragm. So, you know, I think we often think of the pelvic floor as, you know, 
just that sort of area down there, but it very much works in concert with the whole thorax and the whole, uh, you know, area of the, the whole abdomen. And, you know, we know that we can help get a control and get uh, understanding of the pelvic floor a lot better when we, we understand how the breath mechanics help with the pelvic floor. So we'll definitely talk about that as we go along. You know, pelvic floor in pregnancy, we, we are under increased stress on the pelvic floor due to the natural progression of pregnancy. So we've got mechanical stress, got the, the weight of the baby uh, pressing down on the pelvic floor and the sort of organs. You have that sort of sensation of pressure on the bladder and that will often and, and definitely leads to increased frequency of urination because there's more pressure on the bladder. And so we're using the pelvic floor under stress and a lot more frequently in terms of opening and closing to go to the toilet. Uh, we also have postural changes. So as we progress throughout pregnancy, most often the, the bowl of the pelvis starts to tip a little bit forwards because as the baby, um, as we get sort of past that first trimester, the uterus is, comes up above the, the top of the pelvis. And so we have this uh, anterior weight that tends to pull uh, from a gravitational perspective, the sort of the, the low back and the pelvis into a slight forward tilt. And so that puts our pelvic floor in its most lengthened position. And so uh, our pelvic floor needs to work a little bit all of the time to maintain our continence and to maintain support of the, the pelvic organs. And so it's then doing so under increased stretch. And so from the way the baby, but also from the changes to our posture as the pelvis tips forwards and then therefore increases the distance uh, from the front to the back of the pelvis or the, the pubic bone to the coccyx. So, you know, some of the reasons why we'll feel like we perhaps find a little bit more difficult to maintain continence. And so, you know, statistically, we know that up to 50% of women, maybe more, will experience what's called stress urinary incontinence. So because we're already under load and then if we add more load, like a cough or a sneeze or a laugh, uh, it's common that women will experience some leakage. And so when I say it's common, it's common because of the reasons I've just mentioned, but it's not necessarily normal and we don't have to put up with it. So it's the same as when we talk about leakage in sort of postpartum. You know, a lot of women experience uh, stress and or urge incontinence uh, in motherhood or following childbirth uh, for a number of reasons, but it's not normal, although it is very, very common. And we often can do something about it, whether or not it's through conservative management, uh, seeing a physio and getting uh, a pelvic floor program. And that may or may not involve pessaries and things to help strengthen the pelvic floor. But, you know, sometimes it means surgery. Although it is common, there is very, very often uh, something that we can do about it. So we don't have to put up with it as normal. There is evidence to suggest that following a pelvic floor exercise program in pregnancy can reduce the incidence of leakage during pregnancy and into the postpartum period as well. You know, we have that neuromuscular connection brain to pelvic floor. And because it's an area of the body that, you know, unless we are getting a mirror out and having a look, it might not be an area of the body that you're very familiar with. And obviously we can only visualize some of the external layers from the outside. And then if you have a baby bump, you might not be able to <laughs> even do that. You know, it is really great to sort of get that understanding prior to falling pregnant or during a pregnancy journey so that when it comes to that sort of recovery phase that you're sort of really familiar with what the pelvic floor is and how you can sort of really help to strengthen it and to help you know maintain normal continence and reducing things like pain and and all that sort of things that can go along with an abnormal 
abnormally functioning pelvic floor. I really am a strong advocate for seeing a women's health physio in pregnancy. So most women's health physios will not do an internal examination uh, in the first trimester. Obviously, uh, that's that sort of early part of the pregnancy where miscarriage is more common. And so they will err on the side of caution and not uh, do an internal examination. So if you're wanting to have a pelvic floor assessment, uh, you know that's probably the most thorough way to do it. You can have an external assessment via a uh, ultrasound machine in which you'll have a, a full bladder and use the imagery of the pelvic floor moving up and down under the bladder to see the function. But this becomes difficult in pregnancy imaging wise. And also, you know, we don't want to do imaging and things like that unnecessarily in pregnancy. Other than that, the, the most effective way is to do that sort of internal examination. So seeing a women's health physio from the second trimester to get an understanding of where your pelvic floor is at and potentially an individual program. We really think about pelvic floor as like doing Kegels. So like, you know, maybe that sort of squeeze and lift type action, but it really needs to extend a lot beyond that. And that's something that I will go into at length in a program that we're launching soon called Rose Fit. It's a pregnancy and postpartum fitness and exercise platform that we'll be sharing through the Lenny Rose brand. And, you know, someone that I've learned from the amazing Jenny Burrell talks about the Kegel continuum. So once we've learned where the pelvic floor is and how to activate it, we then want to understand how it works with the breath. And so as we exhale, we have the capacity to use the exhale breath to naturally feel that the pelvic floor engages. And then once we've learned how to engage the pelvic floor with the breath pattern, then making it functional. So moving into a pelvic floor exercise with a squat, with a lunge before we cough, before we sneeze and understanding how to bring those uh, that strength and activation of the pelvic floor in the appropriate times that's functional for our life and for motherhood. And so that's something that uh, I really can't wait to share with you a little bit more on the RoseFit platform. But I also wanted to bust a few myths around uh, pelvic floor. And I know some of my yoga and Pilates uh, teacher friends in particular who have gone through childbirth, a couple of them have, you know, labored so beautifully, but then ended up with an emergency C-section because obviously things have taken too long or there's been a, a, a difficulty. And well, it seems quite common that they're being told that their core is too strong because they're quite athletic. And, you know, what we do know about the pelvic floor is that we actually need it to be strong for childbirth, but uh, it's not that it's too strong necessarily, but that it has the inability to relax. And so while we want to train the pelvic floor to be strong, we also need to often uh, down train the pelvic floor or teach it to relax. And one of the most beautiful things that I you know, love to talk about in childbirth is that our body like intuitively knows what to do. And there's been, you know, documented cases of women giving birth in a coma. So they're completely not cognizant and their body takes over and, and gives birth without the woman physically pushing or, you know, doing anything. And our body has this natural expulsion, expulsion reflex as well, uh, ejection reflex. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in letting our body do the birthing rather than us needing to take an active part in it. I think we actively need to train ourselves for birth in terms of our mindset and making sure our body is fit and mobile and ready for the job. But when it comes to birthing, you know, and this is very much in line with my own three births, uh, you know, that our body knows what to do and it takes over and, you know, you don't need to actively purple push. <laughs> 
And, and uh, yeah, that sort of uh, relaxation of the pelvic floor, you know, like when you're doing a poo, <laughs> will help the baby to, to come out with a little more grace and ease. I have digressed there, but whilst we, uh, you know, our pelvic floor does need to be strong, it can't necessarily be too strong, but it can be too overactive. And so we want to down train the pelvic floor. We want to teach it to relax. That's something that particularly if you're that sort of really, you are in the sort of health and fitness industry and do a lot of exercise and do a lot of pelvic floor and Pilates and yoga and things like that, you probably are more likely to have an overactive pelvic floor. You know, I find it can be a little bit of a personality trait. Like I'm definitely in that box too. And so teaching or learning how to relax the pelvic floor is really important too. And we use the inhale breath and a lot of visualization around, you know, melting the seat of the pelvis. You can sort of straddle a a bolster or something similar and try to think about letting the, the floor of the pelvis soften and open like the petals of a flower. It may, again, that might be a situation in which it's really helpful to go and see a women's health physio because they can instruct you specifically on how, you know, some techniques to help relax your pelvic floor too. So yeah, really wanted to make sure that that little myth was busted in there too. And when we relax our pelvic floor, we allow for the passage of our baby to emerge. So regular pelvic floor, as I said before, exercise goes beyond just sort of pelvic floor squeezes. And I really don't like that term. It's more of a a lift and a together and a lift. The the best coaching, I guess, words for correct pelvic floor activation as uh, sort of explained by a lot of women's health pregnancy experts and Diane Lee, Michelle Lyons talk about the drawing of the coccyx to the pubis. So the muscles at the back to the front and then a, an, a lift in and up like an elevator rising. So if you're sitting on a bolster, you can sort of tip your hips back, feel the coccyx at the back. Or if you're sitting on you know, even a pillow or even just on the floor, but sometimes it helps if you've got the hips lifted, you can sort of roll back onto the coccyx bone, roll right forwards with the pelvis onto that frontal pelvic bone. And that's the area of the pelvis that you want to bring together and up and in. So it's that coccyx at the back to pubis at the front and then lift up and in like an elevator rising for the the pelvic floor lift and you'll do that on an exhale breath and then the inhale breath is to let that all relax and let those bones move further away from each other or that sensation that they're moving further away from each other. Yeah, regular pelvic floor exercise goes beyond just that Kegel and moving it into function as we spoke about before. Uh, One thing I would encourage you not to do is to do the stop the flow of urine. So if you want to test your pelvic floor, you know, I think it's sort of an old fashioned thing. It was coined to, you know, if you can stop the flow of wee, that you have a strong pelvic floor, but we don't want to be doing that, especially in pregnancy when you're already sort of, you know, things are under strain in the bladder. Uh, We don't want to do that just, you know, for any sort of risk of bladder infection, urinary tract infection, things like that, or retaining. So definitely don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. See a women's health physio, make that relationship in that second trimester. uh, And then, you know, you'll already be really well set up for that postpartum period. And in the first two weeks postpartum, we really want to be laying flat as much as possible, ideally flat or side-lying, you know, sitting up to feed. Side-lying feeding is so, so great and something I really recommend once you've got the hang of the latch and everything as well, because you can really, again, let the pelvic floor relax. Even when we're sitting, we've got the weight of the organs and the torso bearing down on the pelvic floor. 
before. So that is why laying down and even lifting the hips up on a pillow so that we've got that assistance of gravity with the pelvic floor rather than pressure on the pelvic floor. And then, um, you know, really taking it as easy as you can. That's a whole separate episode, I believe, pelvic floor in the sort of early postpartum, which I'll be popping up uh, soon as well. But yeah, just always good to, to know, rest as much as possible and start your pelvic floor exercises with the breath mechanics, as we spoke about earlier, uh, as soon as you feel able after having a baby and sort of help get that brain to muscle connection happening again. So I did just want to add a couple of other important points to think about uh, when it comes to pelvic floor in pregnancy. One of the biggest factors of putting excessive stress and I guess creating bad habits around our pelvic floor is with constipation. And we have a really great uh, hormonal setup in pregnancy for constipation to occur as well as obviously mechanical changes with our sort of pressure on our internal organs and things like that, which can also contribute. And so what can we do to reduce our risk of constipation? We can obviously increase fiber. I know that can be really tricky if you have morning sickness and you're not feeling great, but yet where you can, adding more fiber into your diet, that can be through some sort of fiber fortified cereals and and things like that. But fruit and veg, dried fruits, things like that tend to be quite high in fiber. And you can obviously do the old fiber addition uh, to to meals as well. But yeah, Metamucil is obviously a popular one. I find it super unpalatable. You want to just make sure that you are, you know, trying to get in as much fiber and water dense foods. So fresh, healthy fruits and veg as much as possible. And then drinking lots and lots of water so that you are reducing that side of things with the risk of constipation. Because when we are constipated, we will then be more likely to sort of bear down and push and strain to go to the toilet, which over time uh, doesn't do our pelvic floor any favors and can sort of lengthen and weaken it. Uh, And then we also want to get out of that sort of notion of needing to push because childbirth is very similar to that sort of action of of doing a poo, (laughs) in all honesty. And yeah, definitely from the training that I've done, I'd subscribe more to breathing and relaxing and letting the baby, letting a poo (laughs) leave your body. So yeah, really, really key rather than sort of that like purple pushing, we want to sort of get away from that in either of those scenarios. That's really, really key. And then positioning for going to the toilet is also really key. So sitting with both feet either on the floor and a slight forward lean or uh, sometimes even elevating your feet on a low stool can really help to get you into a better position for defecation. So some really great tips. And then also, you know, you're wanting to follow that same sort of thing in postpartum. We definitely, especially with some trauma to the pelvic floor through birth, we don't want to be pushing, we don't want to be constipated because it's going to increase that stress and strain. So just something to really think about when it comes to pelvic floor health in pregnancy. This is certainly not all encompassing in this episode, but i just wanted to give you a taste test and, uh, you know, some little snippets of information to help you get a little bit more acquainted with the pelvic floor and to start that sort of um, understanding. So we will be doing some more in-depth conversations around that too. So stay tuned. If you're loving what you're listening to, please give us a shout out on social media, the hashtag mama matters, or you can tag us in your stories, screenshot us and tag us at Lenny Rose Active and shout out, give us a DM if you have any questions or requests 
requests uh, for content and we'll be back on the mic soon. Bye, ladies. So you might have heard about a new kit on the block that we are soon to roll out. It's called Rose Fit and it is a comprehensive and modern approach to pregnancy fitness and wellness. Physio led by myself and the culmination of the last 13 or 14 years of experience in not only physio but yoga, fitness and yeah, certainly culminating in my own experience of fitness through pregnancy and postpartum. So excited to be launching this other side project, Rose Fit. You can sign up for pre-launch by going over to lennyroseactive.com.au slash rosefit and you will be able to get 50% off the first three months by jumping on uh, the link uh, and yeah, popping your details in and we'll let you know when that's launched. And you can also find it over on our Instagram page if you jump on the link in bio at Lenny Rose Active, you'll be able to access it there too. So we'll have a, a premium level and a free level, sort of various levels of access to content where we're really excited to bring some great quality information to you. I think fitness, wellness, all that sort of stuff in pregnancy bit of a minefield and just because you are pregnant and a celebrity doesn't make you an expert so you know I'm really on a mission to provide the best quality research and evidence-based information and the most modern approach to you know how we can really look after ourselves throughout these motherhood years so the pre-sale for the pregnancy is up now and we will have postpartum coming in the coming months so can't wait to share that with you ladies jump on over to lennyroseactive.com.au forward slash rosefit forward slash <laughs> thanks guys this episode is brought to you by lenny rose active australian owned three times mum and physiotherapist designed luxe active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey you can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on instagram at lenny rose active